My name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Home for You at OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is three-time returning guest, Shannon Maynard! Woo! Hi, thanks for having me again. You are welcome. Guest so nice, had her on thrice. <laughs> That's exactly how that saying goes. Look, okay, I came up with it on the, in the car on my way back from work today. Cut me some slack. <laughs> No, it works, it works, I like it. Awesome. So, who are we going to be talking about today, Shannon? Uh, today we are going to be talking about my OC, Dean Kiata, who is the main character of my webcomic, Dragon Sanctuary. He is a very good boy, and I am very excited for everyone to get to hear about him today. <laughs> he is a good bean, and it was a long journey to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, since it's a long journey, where would you like to start? Uh, I guess it depends how far do you want to go back. This is a 21-year-old character. I made him up when I was 10. I'm okay with starting at the beginning if you are. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, I guess... I'm trying to... Re- I don't even remember the context. I just... I have, like, all these loose drawings that I did of him, which is, like, zero context outside of, like, his name and just, like, a bunch of drawings of dragons and side characters. And then just went from there. But he's basically always kind of been just, like, a scrawny blonde kid. Mm-hmm. The elf ears are actually new, even though he's always been half fae. He only yeah. got those in, like, 2015. Okay, okay. As I, I guess I just didn't think of it until then, until, um, in 2015 I did, like, a OC October where I did a redraw of a bunch of old, old OCs that at the time Dragon Sanctuary was dead and I wasn't doing anything with it. And I was just like, oh, I miss mm-hmm. these guys. I'll draw Dean again. And then while I was drawing, I was like, isn't he half fae? Why does he have human ears? There you go. I'm going to change that real quick. (laughs) Good decision. The ears were a good decision. Yeah. (laughs) I think it brings a lot more to his character. Oh yeah, definitely. So since you said that at that time, Dragon Sanctuary had been dead, so what were kind of the previous versions that you had for Dragon Sanctuary, and Dean in particular? Oh boy. This is gonna be this is gonna be a rough ride. This is as much as you want to talk about it, or as little. So, oh no, there's some embarrassing gems in there that I should definitely bring up when I styled it after an anime season. <laughs> well, I am all ears. Uh, it definitely started out where I was just like, I just wanted to draw dragons, so like it didn't have a name for the longest time. It was just like these this like gaggle of characters, and mm-hmm. this is loose of idea where like Dean got a dragon egg and just had dragons. And there was no reason for it. I just wanted to draw, like, this farm kid that had dragons. And he was excited about it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And, like, his core character, thing, uh, like, trait for the longest time was just he liked sleeping. And that's all he had for the longest time. He used to be a real nothing character. I mean, especially since he's a teenager, that's a very good character trait to have. Yeah, I think originally he was, like, 15. But then, like, as I went, I aged him up. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, so he was kind of like this nothing character that was just, like, almost a self-insert for me, or at least, like, a blank spot that I could just be like, I want to pretend that dragons exist, so here's, like, this nothing character that I can put in the spot and just, like, draw him with dragons, and it's not weird, because mm-hmm. it's not me. Yeah. And, uh, the, like, the more I went, the more I just kind of, like, added in stories, and, like, some of them were nonsense and didn't make sense, and around high school and middle school is where I started, like, where it was the anime, and I would always have the logo drawn in Japanese, because that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone had, like, their season one outfits and their season two outfits, and that's where he was, like... And he was, like, very stereotypical of the character that was in the middle of a love triangle and had all, like, this stupid nonsense going around, but then there was also a bad guy. And, like, it was just a lot of, like, loose threads. Somewhere there is a very old Dragon Sanctuary website that I still have the link to, and I will never let anyone have it. I will take it to the (laughs) grave. (laughs) And it's got some of, like, the old stuff in there that, like, I don't actively remember. Mm -hmm. And where I was just, like... Wait, what was happening in the story? I don't understand. And, like, what it is now kind of didn't start to happen until around 2009 when I was in college. Yeah. So, so like, the new version of Dragon Sanctuary is very new. Okay. 
what did you do when you were developing Dragon Sanctuary and Dean, like, in college? Was it kind of just like, a, oh, hey, I found this kid again. What's uh, he up to? It was one of those, like, while I was in high school, like, I would draw comics of Dragon Sanctuary and, like, let my friends read it. Mm-hmm. But again, like, it was a case of, like, clearly not being interested in the main character, Dean, and just kind of focusing a lot on the side characters. And then, like, the older I got, the more I was just like, that's a really bad way to tell the story. I should probably, I should probably care about Dean. I should probably give him more of a personality <laughs> than has dragons and sleeps sometimes. Mm-hmm. So around like two thousand, or yeah, two thousand nine is when he kind of started having a personality where he became kind of like a little spunky and kind of like cocky, but would always just like still like pretty good at heart. It would always make the right decision. He was just like a little in his own head about it. Yeah. And, uh, like, from there is where I kind of, like, would use him to, instead of letting the side characters take over the show, I would make sure that their connections were always with Dean, and that's what mattered most. So he kind of became the character that, like, made everyone a better person instead of not mattering and kind of being in the- and kind of being in the background while everyone else did all the cool stuff. And he's just like, oh, I just have a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he- he kind of used to be a really pathetic character that didn't matter. And uh, one, my best friend who's reading the modern comic now, she's mm-hmm. even she'll text me and just be like, oh, I actually really like this character. I remember, like, he used to not matter. I was just like, don't worry about that old version, Caitlin. Forget it. Just wipe <laughs> it from your mind. Stop telling me you remember it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The tragedy of having art that you share with people when you're young. And then you still know them when you're older and you're making better art. Yep. <laughs> But it's nice that, like, they still kind of remember it, because, like, there used to not really be a plot. It was just, like, dragons versus demons. And then a bunch of drama would happen involving a lot of stuff that's still kind of there in the story now. It's just, like, completely different. Yeah. So, like, it's definitely... Like, you would probably recognize the characters, because I'm not shy about it. I pull out old pictures and share them all the time. Like, oh, look at this Mm -hmm. stupid drawing. It's It's a speedboat dragging a dragon while Dean's riding it. I don't know any context. I cannot help anyone. Mm-hmm. Outside of when it was an anime, quote unquote, there yeah. was a second season where three girls came from our world into the dragon sanctuary world, and I guess that's where the speedboat came from. Okay. Okay, so they were boating on a lake and then just boated straight into the world of dragon sanctuary. I guess. I honestly don't know. I was just very <laughs> happy when I found that. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever found in my life. I'm so happy I haven't thrown anything out. It, it, honestly, that is probably not the weirdest thing to ever happen in an anime or a cartoon or a comic. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a very different beast back in the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now it's definitely like much more streamlined and very focused on Dean. And um, I kind of like reworked the entire world and mythos to actually have a point that relates to like a theme. Which is all from, like, 2009 until 2011, I worked on the, the like, bones of the more modern dragon sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And then in 2011 is when I had a friend tell me to give up on it. And I listened, unfortunately, and didn't touch those characters again until that 2015, like, OC October thing I was talking about. Because mm-hmm. it was one of those, I was telling my friend the story, and he was one of those people, I was like, if what you're working on isn't 100% original, it's not worth doing. Which is stupid. Yeah. Hey, hey, listeners, uh, if you're ever going to say that to an artist, or even just a creator in general, maybe don't. Yeah, it's one of those like, hey, Volcano and Dante's Peak came out in the same year. It's fine. Mm-hmm. There's like three ideas out there in the world and we're all doing our best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so then, like, in 2015 is when I took the bones of, like, the old dragon sanctuary, and, like, after I drew them all again, I had that moment of just, like, oh, I miss my kids! <laughs> so then, like, I just kind of, like, and this is basically how I work creatively, where, like, I'll work really hard making a new version, but, like, I like it! I'm gonna skin it and start over. Yeah. So I just skinned it and started over and, like, reworked basically every single character, all their interactions... Uh, like streamlined the world to make it make more sense mm-hmm. and then just got the version of Dragon Sanctuary now that I am forcing myself to finally be the final version because I am making a webcomic of it. A very good webcomic. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
with with that sense, what would you say kind of have been like the bones of Dean since you, since he has he has been rebuilt for the comic? You uh, built, you've built him and brought him back stronger, faster, <laughs> better. Uh, the bones of him now. He's kind of like I don't know. He's still pretty like cocky and self sure, but like in kind of like. A, he's faking it to make it kind of way where like he's just not he's not actually that sure of himself or where he belongs but when people are around he'll like put on a good face and be like no I'm totally cool with everything right now it's fine I'm not gonna fall apart the second you walk away yeah and just cause like for like his whole arc and like the way he fits into the world cause he ends up being a uh, what's the word I'm looking for like the chosen one archetype which a lot of people don't like it, but I think it's fine. A lot of people just use it wrong. We don't cancel dialogue because some people wrote bad dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. I just like the idea of, like, a Chosen One character that's, like... Or, like, the Chosen One concept and how it actually, like, treating it as a character almost. Like, how it interacts with other characters or how it interacts with the world and how it interacts with the actual Chosen One. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would work for him where, like... He's not very sure of himself, and he always just wants a chance to be given something, but then once he's given to it, it's just like, did I actually earn this, though? Like, I'm not special, I'm just special because someone I don't know, who doesn't know me, said I am. And does that mean I deserve it? And it's like him trying to come to terms with, like, himself and the world around him and the responsibilities he now has, while Mm -hmm. trying to, like, like work within like the limits he's been given so I've kind of like changed him as a character to work within that that is really neat especially because so so often the nowadays at least the 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 trope of the chosen one when it is deconstructed or analyzed or like used in a different way so often it's it's put into you know like the grim dark stuff like he's the chosen one but he has feelings and is (laughs) And is gr- and is broody and gritty. I tried to say groomy to combine gr- gritty and broody. So it can be groomy. There you go, groomy. <laughs> yeah, I definitely like as much as I adore Game of Thrones. Like, despite when it started getting bad in the writing. Mm-hmm. But like, I just I love fantasy, and there's a lot of tropes that exist in so many fantasy stories. Like, no matter what, and oh, like. Yeah. And it's like, as much as I love Game of Thrones, like, a lot of people latched onto it. They were like, oh, it's like, it's not your father's fantasy. They subvert the tropes. I'm like, not as mm-hmm. much as you think. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, but yeah. like, tropes aren't bad. They're writing tools. It's mm-hmm. like saying like, oh, you use a pencil? I'd yeah. be like, of course I do. What else am I going to use to put my ideas on paper? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, it's a starting point. Like, obviously, you shouldn't just, like, bare bones go with everything, but I don't oh, think yeah. so many people just shy away from them to be original, and it's just, like, you can embrace them. Like, again, with my friend that told me to give up on Dragon Sanctuary was because it was too similar to Avatar, The Last Airbender, and I was just like, oh, that's because there's only two good Chosen One stories, like, in the world, really. It's Avatar or Buffy, and, like, mm-hmm. it's okay to get... Other ones out there that kind of remind you of the other ones. Oh I'm yeah, fine with that. Oh yeah, I I know that's something that I think I've talked about on my other podcast a couple of times. Just like the fact that like, guess what? Humans have been the same for almost our entire existence. We tell the same stories over and over again, and up until we got the internet. Well, not until we got the internet. Up until let's say the the. The, the beginning of the 20th century, no one cared that the stories were the same, just with different settings and characters. Yeah, it's like every culture has a dragon, every culture has a Beauty and the Beast story. We There's five ideas and we're all just going to keep reusing them. It's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So you might as well rejoice in the fact that, hey, you don't have to... You don't have to worry, you don't, well, you don't always have to worry about trying to come up with something that is super original and innovative. You can use the, like, the basic setup of, of, of the pre-existing archetype of a story. And, yeah. and the people who are going to call you out on it, uh, don't necessarily need to be reading or consuming your work. Yeah. Or just, like, if they take it at face level, it's just like, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's more to it, but you're clearly not going to look for it, but, like. 
Eh. And, like, people can call me out on using the chosen one trope all they want. I don't care. I'm not using- it's not my default to make Dean interesting. It's just another thing in his life. Yeah. In fact, you don't even get the reveal until, like, the 50s. Oh, yeah. So, like, it took a hot minute till you get there, so you kind of have to care about him by the time you get there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least I hope. Oh, yeah. Yes, Dean, Dean is very easy to care about because he's a very good person. He's a good Dean, as you said. <laughs> he's doing his best. Mm -hmm. So we might as well go ahead and switch topics a little bit. Uh, what is Dean's kind of scenario? What is his life like before he becomes the Chosen One? Uh, Dean's whole story is that he just kind of grew up in a, in a farm. And that's basically it. Which, again, is another trope, like, the, the more I look at it, like, I never really thought about this actively, but Dean's very inspired by Luke Skywalker, and I didn't mean that. Like, he's blonde, and he's a farm boy, and he just, he gets to go help save the world. Mm -hmm. And, like, I didn't even like Luke growing up, and now I love Luke, so I think yeah. that is, like, how Dean changed from a nothing character into, like, a very sweet, soft boy. Probably shows how much, like, I've changed how I look at characters, because now I'm very much like, how did I never not like Luke? He's so sweet, and he's doing his best. Mm-hmm. Luke is doing his best despite, despite having just the absolute disaster Skywalker genes. As in, the Skywalker genes make you into a disaster in some sense of the word. Basically, yes. <laughs> I'm sure the same can be said about the Kiatas. Yeah. Their disasters, they're just very dramatic. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so he just grew up a farm boy, but it's one of those situations where since... Like, I kind of liked the idea of, like, you know, there's a chosen one narrative, and in this case, it's a specific family line. Because mm -hmm. I was like, that's an int I think that would be an interesting way to do a chosen one, where it's just, it's always going to show up in this bloodline, so they don't care about staying pure, they just care about spreading wide, so they can get as many possibilities to make sure that a new one is always born. Yeah. And, uh, but then I also liked the idea of, like, but, like, the villains also know this same story that the heroes know. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they just slaughter them all? Which is what happens. So, like, yeah. things happen and a character, like, hides Dean and by hiding Dean saves himself from this massacre. So there's only, like, three Kiatas left when it used to be, like, the biggest family line. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he's put here against his will and he has no idea who he is, what he is. He's, like, half fae in the town full of humans that kind of don't trust him because... Mm -hmm. It's me, and I don't like nice fairies. I like weirdo fairies that, like, kidnap people and disappear into the forest, and you never see them again. Oh, yeah. The the, the fairies in, or the fae, I guess, in Dragon Sanctuary are especially, like, the old fairies. Not, yeah. Not, not Tinkerbell, but, like, the ones who, in, God, that one myth that I cannot remember the name of, where, like, oh, hey, we're going to steal away a child and replace... The child with a fey changeling, and oh hey dude, you want to come along with us and ride this horse? And then we turn the princess into a dog, and then she can't talk until she laughs or something like that. Yeah, those are the kind of fey I like, where it's just like, we're gonna kidnap people when someone asks for them back. If you're not very specific, you're only gonna get a piece of her back. Uh-oh. So oh, like, oh, indeed. <laughs> so like, those are the kind of fey that I like being in my, in my world, because as much as like, the storyline is kind of, like, made to make you think that there's, like, a black and a white as far as, like, good versus evil, but it's all kind of just, like, shades of gray. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kind of like the idea that, like, these creatures that were put here by a good deity are kind of just as bad as the things that were put here by the bad deity, because, like, you're, you're who you are because of who you are, not because of what someone else you said uh, mm -hmm. says you are, which is kind of, like, the through line of everyone in Dragon Sanctuary, so that will be a reoccurring theme. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah so basically like Dean, and since Dean's just like a farm kid he doesn't know any of this so when everyone's mean to him he's like man everyone's jerks so then like when he ends up being a chosen one and is actually a duke and starts learning he's like oh I get why no one liked me now they thought I was gonna steal them and since I'm like a lying little shit that keeps stealing stuff from people and then trying to make bargains <laughs> with everyone they're all just like please don't take my hair and my child <laughs> Oh no. And he's just like, oh, this all makes sense now. 
Which I will say, when I, I make Dean kind of lies a lot and steals a lot, and like it wasn't even registering to me that that's like his fey blood kind of coming out, or like his tendency just to like cause trouble. Mm-hmm. So that was all like purely on accident. And someone pointed it out, like in a comment when I was posting the web comment. They're like, "Oh, I like how Dean's got like, this fey trickery to him." I'm like, "Haha, yeah, that was on purpose." Mm-hmm. I, for- I love it when like characterization accidentally ends up being like really surprisingly appropriate yeah i just i just did that because i just thought it would be funny of him let's just be like i can't believe anyone won't let me have responsibilities i stole this cart and left and everyone's mad at me and i don't understand why (laughs) (laughs) like someone puts up the like like the dean don't come in here and he's like suddenly i can't read (laughs) well he actually can't read so it's fair for him I, I don't think I remembered that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it has it actually. It's on, um, if you're a Patreon, you have up to, like, page 80-something. I think it's literally going to be, like, Thursday's page is so you get to learn that he doesn't read. He has oh. he can't read or write. So, like, there's a scene where, like, he stares at a sign and then just walks over, like, what it says, don't walk over, and goes in. And he's just like, well, that was a waste of rope. Because he couldn't read the sign. He just oh. knew there was rope keeping him out. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> He's a disaster and I love him. Now I really want to see, like, what his, like, handwriting lessons will look like. Like, the <laughs> message with, like, the backward, like, scribble. Yeah, like, spelling Miali's name with, like, the E's written backward. <laughs> or and, there's like... just gonna be a lot of him writing her name and be like, this isn't how any of these letters work. Why is it written like this? Shannon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll see that. And actually, whenever I do Dean's handwriting, I write it with my left hand, so it doesn't look very good. Oh, that's so good. And then for Murdo's handwriting, since he's all, like, properly, he's all, like, proper and, uh, like, well-educated, I just, like, get a nice font and, like, reference it while I'm writing. Okay. So I, like, get all these nice twirls and make it look good. So everyone's gonna be like, dude, nice. look at Shannon's handwriting. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely my handwriting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've done that before, like, trying to, like, oh, hey, this is a present for a, for a secret Santa. I'm gonna write it with my left hand so no one knows it's me. <laughs> See, on me, like, I know where I stand. I'm like, I'll write it with my left hand so this looks like someone learning how to write. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It's a fun artist trick. Yeah. But yeah, now I guess spoilers for next page, but I'm sure that page will be out by the time this goes up. I mean, this is going up next Sunday. Or yeah. next Monday, so. <laughs> yeah, then, as of right now, that's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so don't worry. You'll get your Princess Diary montages. They are coming soon. Yes! <laughs> yes! So excited for that. So slightly different topic. Sure. One of the big one of the big things about Dragon Sanctuary, for those of you that uh, are not reading it, you should go read it. It's a very good comic. Uh, one of the big things about it is how much Dean interacts with the world through his interactions with other people around it. Yeah. Especially in the interactions that he has with his family, with with his uh, with the people that he sees around town. Yeah. So. How how did those, like, relationships help you to develop Dean? Or, like, what are some of your favorites? Uh, my favorites are probably, uh, one, I'm a baby sibling, so I have a soft spot for Miali because it is his adopted big sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to be, like, a weird yikes area that she used to be part of a love triangle with Dean because I was just like, well, she's not actually a sister. And then I got older and went, no, that's her sis- That's his sister. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's okay. You were a baby. You didn't know any better. Yeah, I was like 12. Okay, I just wanted a love triangle for some reason. It's stupid. And it was gross. And now, like, there used to be actually be a lot more romance in Dragon Searcher. And I ripped out almost all of it. Because I was like, none of this feels right. Everyone's just friends, okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, so once I got rid of, like, all of that, and, 
Like, there were still, like, areas where, like, I'd be riding stuff and, like, my gut, in- like, the old instincts would kick in. I'm like, oh, well, this is where Miali has this scene. And, then, like, I would just start, like, erasing. I'm like, no, no, she doesn't. No, it's his sister. I hate this. Why is that still in my brain? Get out of here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and she's kind of, because she knew who he was the whole time. So she's just, like, instantly very protective of him. Where she's just like, this is my weird little bug brother. Everyone is not allowed to be mean to them or I'll beat them up. And his <laughs> uncle's not allowed to take him away yet because it's my brother and no one can have him. So that's like her oh. whole deal. And like, um, <laughs> and I just kind of liked that her whole, their whole interaction where she's just like basically always trying to rein him in and keep him safe and like make sure he doesn't get too like... I don't know, just, like, doesn't get too, like, narrowed in and, like, thinking about things or, like, wandering off and just has to, like, constantly keep up with him. And I feel like she's a good foil for him, but also a very good enabler. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I, there is, there is a scene in the comic at which uh, Dean is desperately wanting to leave town and at one point they just end up taking a cart and Dean's like, <gasps> We're in a cart, we're leaving town! And she's like, yeah, <laughs> fine. Yeah, I feel like she just reaches a point where she's like, nothing I say will stop you, so I just have mm-hmm. to go with you and make sure that nothing happens. And I'm gonna be the one yelled at, but it's fine. <laughs> As an older sister myself, relatable. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was I was a little brat of a baby sibling, and so like, the older I got, the more I was just like, hey, Sean, I'm really sorry. For all the times that I cried when you were nowhere near with me, so mom would come in the room and yell at you, because I knew I could do it. (laughs) (laughs) So there's like a little bit of that where Dean would definitely be the person who would scream ow to get Miali in trouble when she didn't hit him, but then she would hit him for doing that, and then she would actually get in trouble. So it would just be like a weird circular motion of them Mm -hmm. constantly like fighting each other. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, but then there'd still be, like, a very genuine, just, like, no, we're family. And, like, I I always wanted to make sure that, like, no matter what happens, Dean's just like, oh, now I got two families, and no one can take either of them away from me. (laughs) (laughs) That is is so good. Yeah. And then um, his second family character that's, like, the other side of everything is his uncle Murno, who is the one that hid him away and is one of the remaining Kiatas and is kind of... Also, like, one of my commentaries on the Chosen One narrative, especially, like, the Chosen One narrative within a family, because, like, if one person gets to be special, how does that make everyone else feel? Yeah. Because, so he's the one that was never worthy enough, and was, so, like, in his head, he's just like, well, I can't be a hero. Because mm-hmm. we already have, like, a literally God-chosen hero in our family, so, like, I guess I'll just do my best, because... I was yeah. told by a god I wasn't good enough, and that's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And also to show, like, my growth as a person from child into adult, Murdo used to be the comic relief. And now that I'm older, I'm like, this is the most tragic character I've ever accidentally written in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Myrna, Myrna has a lot going on in his life. Yeah, and, like, I just kind of like the- Because, like, when you first meet him through Dean's eyes, it's, like, the cool guy that shows off that, like, Dean's trying to impress because he's just, like, it's a cooler older guy who's, like, a duke and is a demon slayer and I just want to impress him. But then, like, once they're family, like, the facade drops and it's just, like, no, I'm just tired and a drunk and I just wanted to keep you alive. And I actually, like, disappeared from my job a lot to make sure you were fine. <laughs> Oh, that's really good, though, especially because uh, given what up until this point has been shown in the comic, the rest of the extended family is maybe not as close to Dean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's really only one other family member, because again, they've all been kind of killed over the years, and that's uh, Murno's father and Dean's now grandfather, who just kind of is... He survived everything happening and is kind of keeping everyone at arm's length now because he doesn't know how to handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. And he actually, he used to be a very different character and I changed him in the inks because I didn't like oh, it anymore. Wow. Which oh, is like, wow. 
Yeah, he's really freshly ador- He used to be really mean and, like, cold and distant and wouldn't, like, show anyone any emotion. And the more I, like, while I was drawing it, I was like, I can't get this to feel right. Why wouldn't he care? Like, he literally saw his entire family die and only has one person left. Of course he would care. Yeah. So I just changed him, like, oh, yeah. last minute. And I think it works a lot better. It definitely does. I I cannot wait for just Dean, absolute ray of sunshine, Kiata, to just come in and just, like, make friends with everyone and, like, hey, like, I'm gonna go make my grandpa smile. <laughs> it's coming soon. I, I will sit here with breathless anticipation. Or maybe not <laughs> breathless, because I know that you have a good buffer built up between actual pages that are out and Patreon pages, so I'm just gonna sit here just like... <laughs> yeah, if, um, on Patreon, I think I have up to, like, page 80 that's finished, and only, like, 73 is live, but then, like, I also have the roughs of up to, like, page 140. I just haven't posted them on Patreon yet. So, like, I've got a good amount to go. Like, there's still major characters that are, like, were in the posters that haven't shown up yet, nor have I gotten to the country where they will exist. <laughs> so like it's a very long form there's still like a lot of characters like we still haven't met the proper villain yeah at least she's made a cameo and a few backgrounds if anyone knows what she looks like but um mm-hmm. yeah she still hasn't shown up there's like still a lot because I kind of like slow burn stuffs mm-hmm. or slow burn stuff so I'm oh, kind yeah. of okay with it taking a long time which I know isn't everyone's cup of tea but like if you like the characters hopefully it's a cool ride it is. It is definitely a very cool ride. And I think I've already put down, like, there's stuff on the page that I'm sure people can notice, but I will not point out, and it will not be addressed for, like, a couple hundred pages, but it's already there, because that's how I like working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And plus that it is really fun, like, as a as a reader to be like, okay, like like, insert big revelation here. Darth Vader is Luke's father! And then, like, getting to go back and, like, picking up on all the clues that were set beforehand is really fun. Yeah, I think there's, uh, like, two or three people out there that do have, like, the whole spoiler version of everything. And, like, they're usually the ones that's just like, I saw what you did. How dare you? Yeah. That's just like, blah, blah. We'll see if anyone notices. Not that I enjoy doing that and watching people eventually notice. But it, it also took, like, 50 pages for some people to notice that, like, Dean's eyes change color. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll be patient. Which is really cool. Especially because, like, so, especially because so often there's, like, the common markers of, like, oh, hey, this person is elven. They have pointy ears. This person is is dwarven. They have a beard. But the eye-changing color is something that I don't think I've ever really seen before in a work of fiction. Except for, you know, like, the fanfics where it's like, her eyes were purple, but they changed colors when she's angry. Kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I just, uh, that was, again, another new thing. Like, I only added to that in, like, 2007. Because, mm-hmm. like, when I would draw, like, some of the fae, I would always draw them, like, rainbow-colored, and they would, like, shift between different colors. And I was like, oh, I'll just make that's the fae that's De- Dean's half of. So then, like, it also, like, his skin tone changes just subtly sometimes. I'm not as active with that one, but there were times where, like, he always has a blush on his cheek, and sometimes it would desaturate, and other times it would get more pink. Yeah. But, like, it's not as noticeable as his eyes, or, like, the highlights in his hair will also dim. So, like, it's, like, a full-body thing for him sometimes that, like, he'll try the best he can, but, like, I'm definitely not embarrassed. Everyone ignore that I am literally bright pink. Yeah. Or, like, if he gets sad enough, he'll just, like, desaturate. So, I don't know. It's, like, it's an extra step. Not that anyone has to worry about ever seeing Dean get that sad. Oh, Shannon. Oh, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's just, like, it's an extra step, but, like, even if people don't notice, like, it feels wrong if I leave it off, which sometimes mm-hmm. I accidentally do and have to rush back and be like, oh no, I'm so sorry. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just something extra that I think adds a little bit much to him, and I feel like it works mm-hmm. for him as a character since, like, he's usually trying to put on, like, a different face just to, like, act a little bit different, but, like, 
if you're like if you're coded to change colors according to your emotions like it's gonna turn against you we're like no i'm totally fine i'm not upset and like your eyes are red yeah (laughs) yeah and even doing like that kind of thing like that you mentioned with like the saturation desaturation is um it's a it's a really great way to just like be committed to your work and like when a creator's like putting that level of detail like it shows just how much they care about their characters and their story or whatever whatever you're applying this to yeah and like it also use it as like just subtle like uh like markers between different types of characters like it's another subtle thing like dean doesn't have proper pupils because like fake creatures just don't have pupils <laughs> mm-hmm. so like if you see the elves they also don't have pupils they just, their eyes are just pure color mm-hmm. or like I'll, I'll make sure all the humans do actively have pupils or like Deans will sometimes like change color so like his eye will be blue but then like his pupils will be like yellow or something so that's like he's he's starting to change emotions but is like trying to hold it in that's just so fun (laughs) yeah I put a lot of little details like that (laughs) they're worth it they're definitely worth it I hope so I think it's definitely like a long run it's like more subliminal than like active Mm -hmm. but like it's that kind of a thing where like you see that happen in, like, I don't know, like, someone, someone in, I don't know, uh, pick a, pick a superhero movie of your franchise. Like, someone cared enough about, like, their set dressing in that movie to, like, oh, I'm going to, like, I'm going to place these objects in the hero's room that are relevant to stuff that happened in their origin comics or something. It's just, like, it's that really cool little neat touch that makes it, like, that much, that much more interesting to take in i guess i feel weird saying consume yeah it's also just one of those like uh there's a comparison people have made um that's this is gonna sound really out there but follow me of the kill the batman the killing joke comic versus the batman the killing joke cartoon and just like the subtle details that the artist of the comic would have put in the backgrounds but then when it gets translated to the comic they look because there's um there's a security guard who's talking to someone and she's got a desk and in the comic she's just got like a little plaque that says like you have to be crazy to work here because she's at Arkham Asylum and has just a bunch of knickknacks on her desk that just kind of like let you know who she is as a person even though you see her for two panels. Yeah. And then in the comic or in the movie they there's nothing on her desk. Because they didn't want to have to animate it. <laughs> yeah there's like no sign there's no nothing and it just took so much away from her and like I can't, as much as I like complain about backgrounds sometimes, I do like it because you get to put in like little stuff in there, and I like filling backgrounds with like knickknacks of stuff that like this is like this in the scene because that's where that character would instinctively put something or how they would mess things up, or you'd see where they live. And I feel like you also have to do that like to a person, like how someone changes their hair or like wears something, it says a lot about them, and like just how they are designed as a character also says a lot about them, and it just mm-hmm. makes them feel more like a thing if there's more moving parts, because, like, humans oh, are yeah. complex, so, yes. like, we have a lot of, we have a lot of little bits about us that, like, make us who we are, and I mm-hmm. feel like that should translate into character designs as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Even if it adds, like, three layers per, like, panel that I have to do. <laughs> Cries in Photoshop. <laughs> Because there's always the whole, like, alright, I finished coloring this page. Nope, I have to add blushing and highlights now to every drawing of Dean that has shown up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just a very blushy boy. Yeah, because, like, he always has a default blush, but then if I have it change colors, I'll do a secondary one that's usually, like, a different color, and I'll have it interact with other colors differently. But, like, yeah. no matter what, he's got a default blush just because it's just how his skin do. And, like, the more we get into the story, like, the more he'll, like, physically change as a character, and I'll have to keep redoing his color palette, but I think it's gonna be, again, worth it, because you'll get to see his change. Oh, yeah, definitely. We get to go through the journey with Dean. (laughs) And since it's such an old thing, like, there's so many drawings out there that already kind of exist of, like, who Dean's going to become, and one of them's actually a print on my web- on my, like, my store- Okay. Where it's Dean with a dragon, and, like, if you go look at Dean, he looks physically so much different than who he is now. Yeah. I was like, oops, that one's technically a spoiler, everyone. But you'll, you'll get that one free. I mean, 
It's Dragon Sanctuary. We all knew there was going to be at least one dragon in it somewhere. <laughs> eventually. They're, yeah. they're all, there's, uh, there's four different breeds, and then we'll get to see them all eventually. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just going to be sitting there like, where are the dragons? Where are the dragons? <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. Everyone's like, I can't wait. I'm like, it's, it's going to probably be in the mid-200s. Sorry. You know what? You know what, though? Like, the day, like, a dragon page drops, everyone, you're just gonna hear a resounding cheer through the internet, like, DRAGONS! <laughs> like, but, like, my whole thing is that, like, they're rare, and they don't, like, the chosen one in the narrative exists because the dragons don't listen to people. And, like, like the go- like, the creation myth is that, like, the two gods, like, picked a family and went, they'll listen to you. So, like, you will be, <laughs> you'll be the herald that will make dragons show up. So, like, if that herald doesn't exist, they don't show up because they don't care. They're gods. Yeah. Like, they don't care. Like, like, and it's called, like, Dragon Sanctuary because they hide and they have places that they're safe. Mm-hmm. And, like, to, or that's my backwards. I originally named it Dragon Sanctuary because I liked the manga Angel Sanctuary. Okay. And then I, and then I backpedaled to find a reason to call it that and not re- rename it. Hey, you know what? Justify it however you want. It's cool name. Worth it. Yeah, I like it. So then I was just like, well, the dragons are always hiding. So there you go. It's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And like their whole thing is that like, they will not show up or give a shit until like that one person is like, hey, please don't let us die to demons. And they're like, oh, all right. <laughs> if you say so. So like when they show up, it's going to matter because like they're not always there. So for them to have an impact, they kind of need to be gone. Mm hmm. I wanted to ask before I forgot, what are some of your favorite plot points that happened to Dean in prior versions of Dean? So, like, ones that wouldn't necessarily be, like, spoilers for the comic as it exists now. Oh, good question. Uh... I try. (laughs) Try to think. I don't know. I guess most of, like, the, like... I will say some of the romance stuff doesn't fully go away. It's just it doesn't matter as much anymore. It's just kind of it's more mm-hmm. of a side story. But like that used to be a bigger point, and there used to be some like cute like cuter stuff in there. But then like you know the world's ending, guys. Let's focus. So yeah. I, it's kind of sad to like some of that to strip off. I was like, oh, some of that was like sincerely cute, mm-hmm. or like uh when the tone was a bit more comedic which I know it's very comedic now but once stuff starts happening it's gonna keep happening for a long time mm-hmm. so like there used to be a while when again like Myrna was like the, co- the comic relief and they used to have more of a different relationship where it was more of just like a buddy cop kind of thing okay. where they were both like kind of joke with each other and now Myrna's a tiny bit more of the straight man mm-hmm and, like, some of that I kind of miss, but I guess that's not really plot points as much as it is, uh, like, beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also used to have a whole thing where I would, like, DBZ style, where there was, a like, an afterlife where people could come back from. Okay. Okay. And I think there was a minute where Dean was dead and came back. I don't- uh- Okay. No, that stuff okay. was stupid. Everyone, every once in a while, I'll still find drawings of people in like the robes that they went through when they were dead. And I was just like, "Man, I'm glad that's gone. That was stupid." I mean, it's really fun though to think of just like Dean wandering around with just like like the DBZ halo over the head that shows that you're dead. Yeah, basically, that, that can be interacted with. <laughs> and um. His relationship with a character that you've only just barely started to meet in the comic now, Nima, like, it used to be night and day different, mm-hmm. but it, like, because it used to be very much, like, a different power dynamic where, like, but it, now they're kind of shifted where they're very clearly equals and, like, treat each other as such. Mm-hmm. I don't miss any of that. Nima just, I used to treat her like garbage, unfortunately, and now she's, like, way better of a character. And every time I look back on old stuff, I'm like, I'm so sorry, baby. I don't know why I did that to you. <laughs> you you deserved better, and I gave it to you. So hopefully you're good, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a lot that like I miss because if I liked it, I kept it, mm-hmm. and if I didn't like it, it's gone. Yeah. He used to have. There used to be like a mascot character, quote unquote. This is a little chubby, cute, cartoony dragon. 
Okay. That was always that was always with him. There's always a little bit of me that's like, I miss that little idiot. He was really cute. I mean, but, that you know, sounds adorable. Yeah, it was like it just basically looked like a baby dragonite that he kept with him. Like it was really fat and orange. It had like little wings. Bless, bless. And I was like, I love it. But I can't really sit here and be like, yes, these these gods that are here and formed the world and we have to, like, hope that they show up and save us. Ignore this tiny cute one that's here. I don't know what element it is. It doesn't fit into the world mythos. Just don't look at it. (laughs) Shannon, compare it to to angels, whether you want to go, like... Like, whether you want to go, like, the supernatural sense with, like, the giant flaming swords, or, like, the biblical sense with, like, the million eyes and strange places and wheels of fire. Both are And then compare them to precious moments. That's true. Yeah, this was a precious moments dragon. But, like... Oh, God. No, I have have that. (laughs) If you had the seraphim that showed up with eight eyes, but then also a precious moment was, like, right next to it, and just trying to be like, hey, don't, don't worry about it, we can both be here. And you're just like, no, one of you has to go. (laughs) (laughs) So I do miss that tiny, cute, fat dragon. But again, like the entire concept of the story changed and that guy had to go. Rip. Pour one out for him. I will. (laughs) Well, I won't won't immediately hear because I'm sitting at my desk. And also I only have have water, which I am definitely not going to pour onto any of my technology. (laughs) Does taking a sip of wine count as pouring one out for him? There you go. I finished my drink already, so I'll do water. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think, um, like, a lot of the stuff that's disappeared totally is more just stuff that was like, I was very clearly going through something as a teenager. Let's just awkwardly move all of this stuff into a box that will never be talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Or has been, like, just kind of like deboned and given a new life so it's just like you know the relationship of Dean and Miali going from just like Miali having a crush on her brother because she just didn't know how to deal with the fact that she cared for him as a brother and then like yeah. having to go through the whole arc and come out the other side and just being like no we're just we're siblings this was weird I'm sorry I don't know what was happening now everything's weird let's just ignore it yeah. And just kind of <laughs> removing the guts of that and throwing it aside. Just like, let's just just stay a sister and just like get mad at things that try to change and then you'll have to like go through an arc with other characters. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very good. Yeah. There also used to be the stupid trope in there of like the female characters never getting along and I stripped that the second I could. Good. I just got like a boning knife in there and I was like, no, you're friends. You have no reason not to be. <laughs> I I have to say I'm delighted by the fact that the ongoing motif so far has been just fillet the stories you make up in your childhood and then repurpose them into new dishes. Basically, sometimes you get some good ideas and sometimes you have good characters that -hmm. you just have to drag through the mud till eventually you go just go, I'm so sorry, here's a nice clean plate, I'll clean you off. Everything's Mm -hmm. fine now. Oh yeah. I'm a I'm a better storyteller. I understand like <laughs> themes and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I I'm just gonna put you through the ringer, but it'll be for good storytelling now, I promise. Instead of just weird things of me yeah. learning. Cause like I usually ex- <laughs> I usually describe it as like Dragon Sanctuary is how I learned to like create something as a kid, because it was just something I had and like the more I would go, the more I would rework it. Mm-hmm. Or destroy it, then remake it. Yeah. So, like, that's why, like, it means so much to me, because it's just something that, like, helped me grow as a creator. And, like, why, when, like, when they were when I wasn't actively using them for, like, those four or five years, like, I actively missed them. Because I was like, yeah. where are my kids? I don't know. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I have lost my boy! <laughs> just a bunch of milk cartons, but, like, have you seen my child? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a personality, and I need him so I can give him one. Oh, gosh. Now I'm just picturing you with, like, one of those, like, wallet photo holders with, like, just pictures of Dean from various stages in his existence. Like, like, hello, here is, here is baby Dean. Here is Dean from 2011 and 2015. I could actually do that. Oh, gosh. 
I'm pretty sure I have like a full lineup of like at least when I was in college I did like a lineup of like from fourth or fifth grade all the way up until like freshman in college. That is so good. <laughs> and now it's just like more of the same where I was just like, now I just have like now I just know who you are and you're gonna stay in this area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna stay in this area until you grow until you grow and at which point we will move you to a different area that is still gonna be good. <laughs> well it'll probably take me a few years to do this comic, so he'll oh, at yeah. least like well, he'll well. I change him as a character. It's when he will actively be changing in the storyline. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what It'll I meant. It's not like, oh hey, oh, yeah. here greener pastures now. Plop. <laughs> oh yeah, you're having fun. Well, now the villain's here. So. Sorry. I mean that 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 is a uh, that is something that you enjoy doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think villains are fun, and I'm really excited for when ours shows up because. Mm-hmm. She's terrible, and I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I excited for the villain to show up, because I know that will mean that you are having a good time. <laughs> and especially since, like, the effects of what she's done is already there, and it's already, like, been, like, kind of said, not said out loud, will be said out loud, because there definitely have been cases where it was like, oh yeah, no, it was this one person that killed most of our family. It was this one person that cut off your dad's head. It's her. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> She's just not here you, yet. <laughs> you just you just slide into the comic and like put her down like jazz hands back up slowly. It's just gonna be like a Kramer thing where she just opens the door and there's just gonna be a sound effect and she'll walk in and be like, "Did somebody need me?" <laughs> oh gosh, I wish that I had seen like. And I I I I don't even know what that is from. I just, I did not watch TV before a certain point in my life. <laughs> I had parents that grew up in New York, so I watched all of Seinfeld, whether I wanted to or not. Okay. Okay, cool. Or, um, my thing that I've been doing on Twitter is whenever there's a new, uh, Monster Factory, I'll take one of those quotes and put it to Anera, who is the villain, mm -hmm. and they all work perfectly. <laughs> it's very so fun. Good. And it's a I, nice teaser of, like, this will be who shows up eventually, everyone. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not too shy about, like, people that will come up, because it's just like, if you go on my Twitter and look through the right hashtags, you can get mm -hmm. some spoilers, everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you were on Twitter before the- not Twitter, if you were on Tumblr before the, uh, the Great Trash Fire of 2018, <laughs> you probably <laughs> saw a lot of things from Dragon Sanctuary. I will say- what there's a, a character reveal or a character heel turn that is now safe thanks to Tumblr blocking all my stuff that's covered in blood. Okay, because <laughs> there's okay. there's one there's one character who will turn out to be a villain, and it's just one of those I drew a lineup of them, and each each stage is like different levels of them covered in gore, and I was just like, oh, well now that character reveal is safe because I drew it covered in gore, and now it's not allowed to be seen on Tumblr anymore. Oh, yeah. God, I'm so oh, yeah. I'm getting off Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Sanctuary won't stay too kid-friendly for too long. It's, it's already okay. not kid-friendly. Someone already got stabbed to death on screen. Yeah. Yeah, but you also do make a pretty a pretty obvious declaration as soon as anyone even, like, lands on the page. It's, like, it's very clear and it's out there, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, and I do try to do content warnings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Th there will be... There will be points where I was like, it's gonna be hard to, like, not spoil this, so I'm just gonna say content warning in general. Oh, yeah. But just because I know, I know there's some people that are like, oh, it's so lighthearted, and it's like, oh, for now. Yes. For now. I'm really sorry when everyone gets to discover the things I actually like drawing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So I vote we end the episode on a lighthearted note. Sure. Uh, unless you have anything else that you want to touch on before we go into the final question. No. So, uh, your final question for this recording, this episode, whatever, whatever I'm going to call it, I'll, I'll call it the <laughs> post. Uh, why do you love Dean so much? Uh, mostly just because he's a character I've had with me for 21 years now, and, like, he just kind of marks my journey of being a wee little 
baby that was just like, I like fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to create fantasy. And then, like, he just helped me do that over the years. And, yeah. like, what having him grow also, like, reflected how I grew and changed as a person. And, like, like so it's just, like, a bit of an interesting arc of, like, going back and just being at an exact moment in time I can look at of where he is. And I knew where I was as a person and, like, mm-hmm. why things about him were the way they were because what I was going through. And, like now he's just kind of also reached the same point where it's just like, we need positivity now. And now you're just like a beam of sh- sunshine that's here to help. And I mm-hmm. like that. Instead of being, and like, you came from a kid that was just like, I want to draw dragons and here's a sleepy boy that has a dragon. And now he's just like, a good egg. And it's still weird to me when people are just like, hey, I like Dean. I'm like, why does everyone know about Dean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to be like I used to be so close to the chest with this comic like David didn't my husband David didn't know the story of this comic until I was making it and I had like 30 pages done before he's like what's your comic about and I was just like I don't want to tell you and he's like you you already put it out in the world I'm like oh yeah I guess I have to tell you <laughs> oh man so yeah, I guess that's why he means a lot to me. And he's just, he's cute, and he's fun, and he's just a little disaster doing his best. And I just like that in a character. It's very good. And Dean is very good. <laughs> he's just doing his best. Like me. Like all of us. <laughs> or most of us, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Thank you so much again for coming on today to talk about Dean. I really appreciated getting to hear all about him. Thank you for giving me what's basically an hour-long commercial for my webcomic. Hey, you know what? What are friends for, right? Yep. Says free- <laughs> Support, free publicity. That's basically all I want. <laughs> so, speaking of your webcomic, Shannon, where can you be found on the internet? If you want to be found. Uh, I can be found on the internet uh, at Shannon Maynard on Twitter. I also My webcomic is dragoncentralycomic.com. Um, I have a Patreon, it's patreon.com slash shanimator, which is basically just a Dragon Sanctuary Patreon right now. For a dollar, you get access to all my finished pages. Uh, for five dollars, you get access to roughs, which, like I said, are up to almost page 140 right now. Mm-hmm. And for ten dollars, you get inks and a bunch of other, like, finished stuff and, like, PDFs of, like, just making it easier to read. And I also have a fifteen dollar tier that still has three spots available for a Dean Standy. That's really mm-hmm. cute. I I have seen the pictures of the Dean Standy. I'm not quite up to the $15 tier yet, but I can confirm that Shannon's Patreon is quality and you should go pledge to it. I think that's it. I think that's the only place I am online that matters. Other podcasts? Oh, yeah. God, I'm so bad about promoting <laughs> my own podcast. I'm also on two podcasts. I am on Kingdom Smarts, where I explain all of Kingdom Hearts to my friend Jake, who has never played the games. So we're currently in 358 over two days. I am also on Cool Kids Table, which is an actual play RPG podcast with a bunch of my friends, and we just go through various RPGs. Uh, I don't know what we're... I think right now is Here We Go, our Mario one? Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. At least for right now. Yeah. It'll change eventually. And Sequinox oh, yeah. is coming back. But yeah, that's it for me. The Home for You Would is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pippa, and Stitcher. Our theme song is Violet by Poppington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. You can also email us at waywardocpod at gmail.com. And currently, uh, I would like to thank everyone for their continued interest in being on the show. Uh, I do have at least the next few months of guests scheduled out, so I am not currently taking submissions for guests to be on the show. If you are interested, you're more than welcome to send me an email, uh... Or uh, send me a DM on the official Waybird account. Uh, however, I cannot promise any guest spots at this point with any kind of near future timeline on those. However, 
if you have a podcast or if you know one that does and would like to be promoted in the end of the episode bumpers, uh, I would absolutely love to hear about those so that I can uh, continue to help help spread the word about other good podcasts that are out there. And of course, because this is a podcast, it is always super helpful if you can subscribe and rate us on your listening platform of choice, uh, because that helps us to find more guests and to brighten more people's days. So thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for a Widow Seas, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. always extremely helpful if you can uh let if you can oh my god i almost said like <laughs> like and subscribe like rate and subscribe <laughs> welcome to interstitial a kingdom hearts inspired actual play podcast playing a game called interstitial our, our hearts intertwined i'm riley and I'll be GMing this disaster. Names. What are your names? I didn't even ask. What are your names? Uh, I'm Edith. Hi. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Marsh. I descend in the Bugatti and say, I am the mind freak. <laughs> <laughs> There's our dad. <laughs> <laughs> our dad's back. Sounds like you want to force a change of location for Mr. America. <laughs> I do, but I did read the first option is take something from them. So I am going to take Captain yep. America's shield. <laughs> yep. If your if your question is ever, can I do some bullshit? My answer is always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know who this is. His name is Squall. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> hey there, Squall. He flinches. <laughs> but it has a nobody symbol across its chest. This is like, the worst thing you've ever done. Oh no! This is the worst thing you've ever done. <laughs> oh my God! I don't think you're giving Chris Angel enough credit. He's a good guy. He's doing his best. Is that a sentence you ever thought you would say? So I definitely already know Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah.